I'm not fucking going seven and nine or eight and eight or nine and seven. This team's too talented. I'm not going to settle for that. Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. That is seven and nine bullshit. You hear me? Sit down. Sit down. Seven and nine. This is your final warning, Anderson. Bullshit. How dare you? Bullshit. You hear me? Your captain, my captain. 1983 most certainly was the year of the new excitement for the state of Michigan. Of the 12 United States Football League teams, the Panthers flew highest of all. And for Panther fans everywhere, the excitement is back again. I am Ryan. I am a lifelong Michigan Panthers fan. Since a 10-year-old rooting on the 1983 inaugural USFL champion, Michigan Panthers, continuing to this day with the resurrection of my favorite franchise, um, football franchise, uh, you, Pete, over there is not was never interested in the USFL, uh, but I'm dragging him into this process as I will be talking about the, the Michigan Panthers every week in some uh, form or fashion, uh, Pete. In previous episodes, has chosen to go with the Pittsburgh Maulers as his team of choice, which I think is perfect. Uh, as I have declared, the Maulers will be our arch nemesis, our arch rival, uh, as we are the two most popular uh, teams on social media. So I think it was a natural, natural rivalry. It's also the the shortest distance between uh, two franchise. The Michigan and Pittsburgh is shorter than any other franchise. So. Thought that made sense. You 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 independently came to that decision on your own, and I appreciate that. But the biggest news that I've been waiting for, and definitely the biggest news for the Panthers, maybe even the biggest news for the USFL. I think it's it, the biggest news for the USFL so far. Since it has relaunched, is we finally have a fucking coach, and they knocked it out of the ballpark with Jeff Fisher. Not going seven and nine bullshit, Jeff Fisher. Uh I couldn't be happier with the choice. It was finally it's unbelievable. Last Thursday, it came after weeks of delays. Uh, it was very strange how things played out, but they definitely saved the best for last. Uh, finally, Jeff Fisher being announced. Uh, he's, uh, you know, very probably the highest Q rating of any of the quarterbacks, the most well, uh, uh, any of the coaches announced, uh, the most well known across all of football. We have a collection of former college football coaches, college or pro, you know, former coordinators. We've got some college, you know, uh, uh, I think a Canadian football league coach. But Jeff Fisher is by far the the biggest, most well known name out there, and they they happen to place him with my Michigan Panthers. So Fisher is uh, the eleventh. Uh, has the 11th most wins in NFL coaching history, which is kind of hard to believe, mainly because he stuck around for 22 years between the Tennessee Titans and the St. Louis Rams. He has a final record of 178 wins, 171 losses, and one tie. Uh, so the joke doesn't quite apply where the, you know, the famous meme is, I'm not going 7-9, and nine, I'm not going 8-8, eight and eight. Uh, not even going nine and seven. We're we're not putting up with that bullshit. Uh, that's his one of his famous quotes from 
hard knocks that, that got out with his time with the St. Louis cart or St. Louis Rams. So, um, I'm, you know, like I said, I, I think, it, I think it's super cool. It's, I think you could tell in his later years with the Rams that the NFL game had passed him by. Uh, that's where those records were, were, uh, d- dipping to places where he didn't want them to go. He is a Super Bowl. Uh, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he got to a Super Bowl with the Titans in 1999. Came a uh, yard and a half away from, I think, tying that game and putting yep. it into overtime. But uh, so he is a well accomplished coach. The the main thing is he, his, and I've played off this. You might have seen the graphic rotating in the background as it pops up timely right right now. He is the man, the myth, the mustache, and the mullet, uh, and now the face of the Michigan Panthers franchise. And I, I couldn't be happier about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just shocked, and here's why I'm shocked. I, I know you said, you know, maybe the, you know, that NFL game had passed him by, but I guarantee, if he said he was interested in coming back to the NFL with all these vacancies. Like he could be coaching the NFL if he really wanted to coach in the NFL. The and NFL he, is famous for retread, so yes, yeah. I could totally see that. But. but he's not. He he wants, and this is interesting. Like you know, the NFL, they're, they're the spotlight, but he is choosing to get back into coaching by going to the USFL, and I think that is like that should be noted. It should really be noted that he's just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm just done with the NFL. Well, and he he even in uh, interviews lately says, you know, he still has his falls open. Not that not that he'd be going to be coaching in the NFL necessarily, but <laughs> obviously. But, um, you know, this is this this feels kind of like a retirement job almost where the USFL is only a couple months in the spring. He can do what he wants in in the off season and the long off seasons. Right. Um, I just, I think it's, it kind of feels that way. You know, I did mention that the NFL game passed him by, and I think that's pretty obvious by the end of his tenure in, in Los Angeles, eventually the LA Rams is where it finally ended. But um, that doesn't mean that the, the game of football has passed him by. And that's where I think, you know, an experienced coach, a defensive coach uh, with it, that kind of resume could, could be a dominant presence in a in a league like the USFL that is building building itself up from scratch. So I think it's uniquely positions the the Panthers in a in a stronger place than any other franchise in the USFL right now. So I couldn't be happier. Um, the the Q rating part of it has has played out already in that the uh, the Michigan Panthers have taken over in social media followers over your Pittsburgh Maulers. We're now approaching, I think, 17,000 followers on Twitter, which has almost doubled in the last week. It was 3,000 more than they had the previous day after the announcement. Uh, so you've seen that. So we have taken taken over the lead from my hated Maulers over there. Uh, it's also helped the Michigan Panther cast. Our Twitter followers are now, we've crested the, 483 mark and i keep pointing out 19 i keep pointing out 83 followers as uh i want to get to 1983 to commemorate our inaugural championship so we're 1500 away from that as of this morning there you go we may have picked up a few more this morning you never know you never know uh so yeah i've got 
you've seen the graphic in the background. I've got all sorts of new merchandise posted, uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, mugs, pint glasses with the, the myth, the man, the myth, the mullet, the mustache, Jeff Fisher right there. For those of you viewing at home. So go, go to limpditkas.com for all that. But guys. Uh, in other USFL news, it was announced last week that the inaugural game on April 16th between the Stallions and Generals will be simulcast on both Fox and NBC. Two of the four over-the-air waves major networks are going to be showing the USFL which is kind of amazing. And that has not been done in 55 years as Super Bowl one was the, the final game to be simulcast on two networks. Uh, so I'm, I think that's, that's interesting. I mean, that, that helps, you know, just again, the credibility, the exposure uh, it shows that NBC is equally committed to a league that is owned by its rival Fox. Um, I think it, I think that just, just shows some major strength and it shows uh, that they do not s- suffer from similar weaknesses that uh, previous spring leagues suffered from, which was trying to get themselves exposure and get themselves on television. You know, I forget which league it was, but they had to pay to be on the air. So they were almost like an infomercial where we have the ownership from Fox and the 100% buy-in from NBC uh, with this net, with this product on the field. So I think that that's really going to help with the exposure uh, another part of that exposure came this weekend during the NF, uh, I believe it was during the NFC Championship game. Yeah, it must have been during the NFC Championship game, where a 30-second USFL spot came on and was broadcast to the 50 million people watching that game, which is a, just an astounding number. I believe you even saw that commercial and, and noted I, it. I did. I, I saw the USFL commercial and went like, whoa, this shit is for real. Nice. It was a funny commercial too. Like the guy was at a restaurant and he couldn't think about anything but but football, playing off the fact that we need more football. And that's where the the idea of spring football fits perfectly. So, uh, a little bit of other news. Uh, some some tidbits leaked about the forthcoming USFL draft, or <laughs> also known as the player selection meeting. Uh, awkwardly. Uh, sounds like there's about 3000 players in the pool already for that, that selection meeting. And it's been stated that four to four to five, or I'm sorry, five to six players on each of those rosters will be recognizable names. They have enough players that you will recognize to populate throughout the league, which is another important thing that, that this new, this new venture will need is it's going to have to have some recognizable names beyond Jeff Fisher, uh, the players are going to have to be rec- recognizable. Recognize. So, so I, I'm I'm, in, I'm encouraged by that idea that you're going to at least know a few of the players. You know, they're not going to be household names necessarily, like we saw with the the first USFL with you know Herschel Walker and Doug Flutie and Jim Kelly and all those, uh, even some future Hall of Famers. But maybe uh, maybe Tom Brady. <laughs> I made I made that joke. Maybe on social that's media. why he retired. Yeah, he, he needs to get out so he can have his spring his spring cleared so that Jeff Fisher can pick him up and the and make him uh, back to his Michigan roots uh, and take us to another championship. He needs a ninth championship. I think that yeah. makes perfect sense. So really, really drive home the goat. 
Well, they also announced uh, your coach in previous weeks that we have not talked about, Kirby oh, Wilson. And finally, sure getting to, finally getting to some real news here about this, the USFL. This, Mind you, this is the Michigan Panther cast. I am going to well, give never. you some space for your Panther, your well, Pittsburgh well, Maulers. Well, well, bless your heart, Ryan. <laughs> bless your heart, Smitty. So the Pittsburgh Maulers, Kirby Wilson, lifetime NFL coach, 23 years, most recently running back coach of the Raiders. And I was, compared to Jeff Fisher, I'll admit it, I was a little underwhelmed. But then, then in true Maulers way, in a, in a team that is just going to beat its opponents down and leave okay, them okay. for dead on the field. Wilson, in, in a, a social media a snippet of an interview, had this to say. There's no greater feeling as a coach and a player knowing that you just beat the hell out of someone for four quarters. And that is what the Maulers are going to do Every Ow. fucking week, folks. <laughs> and that's why I picked the Pittsburgh Maulers. Not just because of a great name. It's that a good name. That means total destruction, basically. But because of that attitude. They're bringing the, they're, they're bringing the foot in football. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate your participation in this, at least. And it's going to be fun. I think you're going to get excited once you see the see the rosters come through. That'll be in late February. Uh, so in about three weeks. I think it's February 22nd and 23rd is that draft or player selection meeting. So we'll have we'll have some more news on that front uh, after that. The, the one thing I forgot to mention with the inaugural game on April 16th, they are selling tickets already uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, general admission tickets are only $10, which I thought was a, a really interesting thing. And, and basically anyone under 15, children under 15, are free, which is brilliant, I think. But getting kids involved in, in something is, and letting families go to that is, is the way to build a, build a, build a following. And yeah, that is a great idea. Just $10 tickets, they're not trying to, shows they're not trying to profit off of, off of you know, selling tickets, essentially. This is a television product. And that makes perfect sense being owned by a television network. Uh, it also dovetails nicely with their, you know, their, their one location plan for this first year, at least playing all games in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, you're not going to get Michigan Panther fans necessarily to fly down to Birmingham for, for games. I'm going to be fired up for it, but I get to see it on my television every week on major network television. It's not going to be hard to find. So, they, they're doing this right. I, I, I speculated earlier if they might let, let fans in for free just to make the stadium look full when they play right. these games. If you, know, if you only have 5,000 people at these games, it might hurt the television product. And having full stands, which I think they have a, they have a potential to do if they're you know, essentially giving these tickets away or for selling them for, for mon, mon, nominal amounts. I think that's what there I'm you go. Say. There you go. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a good sign. It's a sign of goodwill. You've seen a lot of... Uh, positive press in Birmingham itself. I think they, that community is excited about having this league there and having them headquartered and centralized there for this first season, at least. Um, so I think you'll get a, you certainly will see a good following in this first game, a good showing, hopefully, and hopefully that can continue throughout the season. We see, we see decent crowds throughout. And maybe if we get fired up enough, maybe, maybe I will jump on a, a plane to get down there. I know there. Are, I'm not sure Southwest necessarily flies to Birmingham, but I have flown to Birmingham, Alabama, once in my life before. So it there can you happen. Go. You never know. Maybe we'll have a Michigan Panther cast outing with a sidecar 
uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. So. Wordhole Media. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Well, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut. Jerk. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. The Limp Dickens Podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at lipditkas.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts.